You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Cobble Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe on this great Tuesday morning. I preferred the serenade. Good morning, but that's fine. Well, you told me to bring it down a notch or two. Isn't that the advice or the recommendation that you gave me yesterday? Yeah, I want you to keep going down several notches. Oh, okay. A guy that uh, always brings it. He's always ready to rock and roll. Gus Cattengill from uh, New Orleans ESPN joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. Gus Cattengill, what up this morning, bud? Not much, man. How are you? How are you? Man, we got so many things to discuss, and obviously we want to get to the pills. But you had an opportunity, and some have it on their bucket list, to go to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. How good was it? That I enjoyed it. I mean, it's, you know, obviously it's nuts when you think about it, and you look down and you watch, and you're like, wow, I've been in five hours <laughs> you know, with the matches going on. Um, I think just like I, I talked about it last time, I think with you, a little bit of just, I look at it from a production standpoint. I look at it from sort of yeah. like what we do on a daily basis, try to create and entertain and and then produce it. And, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's, there's nothing like when you, you know, peel back literally the black curtain that's, you know, keeping you from seeing the, the floor. So when you walk in uh, to your aisle to get to your seat, the first thing you do, you literally walk through a black curtain and, Boom, there you go, and it's just, uh, it's crazy, man. It is, it's, um, expensive was the first word that popped in my head when you look at the set design, the lights, the LEDs, the timing of it, how it's all done, um, you know, from the music standpoint to just using the, the lights that to really kind of get you going. It's, it's, it's spectacular. I mean, to the point where I was having a discussion with somebody, and I went and watched with a couple of SIDs, that um, used to work at Tulane and now have, you know, moved on to different places. And it's it's nuts to look at how we were talking about, you know, you have these sports figures and it's crazy, right? So in that building when Drew Brees or Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas has announced the place goes wild instantaneously, right? Like, you know, at that running back, Alvin, the place goes nuts. Okay, so it's a sustained short burst of energy. Maybe when they do the hoot-at chant, things of that nature. Um, what, what strikes me is on a smaller level on Monday and Tuesdays, but that level on, you know, manias and pay-per-views, those guys, when they walk out there, get that all the time. Mm. And it's, you know, nationally, globally, that's what, what struck me is when that music hits and they walk onto the stage, the entire dome erupts if you're that guy. Um, and I just remember looking at my right going, dude, I could see not only the, the draw to try to be one of those guys, but that's huge. I mean, when you can walk in and, and we had Paul Amon on the show last week, and he was like, man, it's 20, 22 million people that watch it. <laughs> and literally, people are excited to watch you just walk on stage. It's nuts. It's crazy when you think about it, what the rush must be um, for those guys doing that and performing it. So it. From that aspect, it was crazy. It was great. Um, and, man, if you if you can capture the crowd, which is the hardest thing to do, that's that's what I enjoyed last week in talking to whether it's people that call the, the wrestling or we had wrestlers on as well, but to actually hear 
from their perspective, some of these people have done it 10, 15 years, made 15 to 30 bucks in matches, you know, in order to get to this point. And then if once you get to that point, you still have to capture it. And um, whether it's Daniel Bryan coming in or with, when Ronda Rousey picks up Triple H and puts her on her shoulder and the entire place just stands up and erupts, you know, um, it, it's just it's crazy when you look at it from that perspective, how invested people that are there see it. And, I mean, it's look, I absolutely enjoy it. I mean, I, again, I could talk about it for three hours on the show. Powerful drug right there for uh, to get that kind of, uh, you know. Yeah, no, it is, man. Well, look, think about this. Aaron, 14.1 million, right, was the stat they released yesterday. 14.1 million broke the Superdome record of events in a one-day, um, you know, Growth, and when you think about that, that's insane. Fourteen point one million. You've had Final Fours, you've had Super Bowls, you've had concerts, you've had boxing matches, you've had the Endymion Extra. I mean, think of all of the events inside the Superdome, and Sunday night broke the record at fourteen point one million. I, I know about an hour before the match ended or Mania ended, I went to go get water. I was dying of thirst. They had no water, no sodas. Nachos were gone. They were out of everything. They sold out their concessions. They had to close it because there was there was nothing to sell. Just think about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Guys, one final question about it. And listeners are always curious about the dynamics of the crowd. And full disclosure, you were not in cheap seats. You had some great seats. Mm-hmm. Who's around you? Are they meatheads or, or is it family members or is it just a really a you know, diversity of people? It, it really is a diversity of people. Um, it's not all just men. I mean, obviously – uh, you know, skewed to that aspect, or I guess you definitely think of it. Um, you definitely see couples. Um, what was nuts, and I, I look, maybe it's because I, I try to have mine on a schedule, you know, almost to a point where it's, uh, you know, weird sometimes. But um, I saw a young couple, but we were walking out in front of us. We were trying to, you know, go down the ramp, which took about 20 minutes uh, to get onto Poitras. And, I mean, that baby might have been two months old. I mean, I... I mean, seriously, which, A, why are you doing that? I mean, I can't even imagine sitting in a place for six hours. I mean, we just booked a flight to go to Orlando in May, and I'm hoping Carver can hang for about an hour, 15, 20 minutes to Orlando, you know? And so, but I saw babies. I saw, you know, kids. I saw um, teens. I saw, you know, families, guys, you know, with their with their kids, um, little girls and little boys. Um and then, yeah, you know, you saw a group of guys that got together to go. You saw the rowdy guys. You saw the guys that dressed up. You know, they were all about it. Um, then, you know, you see the guys that probably to them it's the most important thing in the world. It's just it's all kinds of walks of life, to be honest with you, that you saw. And like I said, I mean, just my group alone that saw it. Um, yeah, we watch it. I mean, none of us had the shirts or anything from that nature, but – you know, one's an SID for Notre Dame, one's for USA Track and Field, one works at Stony Brook. I mean, it's just they're all walks of life, you know. One's a female. So um, they really do a good job, I guess, of trying to get that cross-section to it. And I think once you go in there, you just take it for what it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's live entertainment. And when you, when you buy in, it's fun. I mean, like I said, you, you look at, you watch, and I didn't realize it was almost 11 o'clock. You know, and we did things started at six, and that's when we we got in at five thirty. There were people in there for the pre pre show and all that other stuff. So, um, I don't know. Like I said, it, it was interesting to me to look at it from all 
walks of life and perspective and, and just looking at what the dem- demographic is, man. Because for two days, because we went to the NXT thing on Saturday as well, and that's a different crowd, a little different crowd. than I mean, they all go on Sunday, but, again, a little, little different and a little rowdier and a little more fun. But, dude, the, the qu- people spent money this weekend. I mean, the quarter was insane, just walking around and people being a part of it. And like you said, when you walk around Porters or you walk around St. Charles and you walk around everywhere, it's, it's everywhere. The only, I mean, you can tell they're wrestling fans because they're wearing wrestling gear. But when you look at who it is that's doing it, it's everybody, man. Well, Gus, uh, the Pels did it last night. Mm-hmm. They secured the postseason berth. How poetic was it that they clinched that berth with Boogie in attendance? Uh, you know, what's crazy is when you look at his investment really since he's been injured. And I think what's been remarkable is it's almost helped paint the picture of why people should be giving credit to, I think, Coach Gentry, considering that half the city boos him. You know, every fight you just mentioned, they boo. I mean, it's crazy, right? Um but that guy himself, I remember talking about it a year ago. People were wondering, you know, should he come back and all that. I'm like, he's coming back. And I said the main reason he's coming back is because Boogie respects him. Doesn't have to like him, doesn't have to think he's the best coach or whatever. But when you look at Cousins, the amount of coaches, the amount of general managers, the amount of change has been a part of Sacramento, and what the narrative on him was, you need to find a person that can relate to him and get to him. And what you saw in that 25-game stretch last year, if you remember, guys, he benched him in the game. Benched him in the game. Remember? Mm-hmm. And after the game, Boogie said, there's no issues, no problem. I was playing terrible. I've done the same thing. That's different. That was new. That was this guy bought in or is listening. And in the NBA it's not X's and O's. I always say this all the time. To, to think that Alvin Gentry doesn't know an X and O or doesn't know how to do a defense or call a play, I mean, come on, you don't get to that level if you don't know what you do. Now, did he do it the right way? Did he go to the right style? I mean, look, that's we do that with Sean Payton. What are you doing on fourth and one, right? And everyone loves Sean Payton. So we've questioned a lot of what Sean Payton has done personnel-wise. We've questioned a lot of what Sean Payton's done play-calling-wise. We've questioned a lot of Sean Payton when he's done in game plan-wise per game. So they all can be questioned, and at times they have good games and have bad games. In the NBA, what's different than the NFL is the NFL, look at Willie Sneed. You're not on board. Something happens. You don't get the ball. You don't play. In the NBA, you do that, you're gone. The coach is, right? So the fact that he's been able to not only have Boogie, but the rest of the team not only buy in, but stay with it, Man, I, that's the one thing that I'm watching last night that uh, I just stood up and, you know, kind of on the couch, man, and I gave a little golf clap. Dude. I just, it, it's a remarkable story when you think of what you've seen in October, November. Does he make it to the 20th game of the season? This team, you know, they, they keep making mistakes. That's ridiculous. They're losing to teams that are bad. What's their issue? And then it snapped, and then it clicked, and then they started playing better. And Boogie was like, okay, look, I'm not going to be a point center. And, and look, and I think he adjusted to it, you know. But we criticized him. This is not a three-point shooting team. This is not a jump shot shooting team. Look at them now. Look at the reason they're winning right now. They're dropping threes left and right. I'm tweeting yesterday, bombs away. 
you know, early on in the Clippers to separate themselves. So you need the right players. You need a buy-in, more importantly. And that's what stood out to me. This team absolutely had every, every reason and excuse to say, hey, Boogie got hurt. Man, we were doing well. We'll see you next year. I thought that, right? I mean, I didn't think that they were going to do that on purpose. I was like, they still have the talent. And, I mean, you listening to Mark Jackson yesterday. That guy still didn't buy the Pels, right? At the end of the game, he's like, I just don't look, look at this roster. I'm like, Mark, look at this roster. They shouldn't be winning, but they do. They are playing together, though, as a team, and AD leads the way. Drew's playing magnificent. Miritich, my goodness, what a great move that was, right, by Del Demps. Um, so when you look at all those things that add up, that that's really what stood out to me when I'm watching last night. And, you know, with Boogie being there, it makes all the sense in the world. And for people that still, I see in the national media, well, is he going to test? No, he's not testing it. He's at the thing with the team, and it's got to be painful to watch a team that's going to the playoffs and you've never been, and you got hurt. And instead, what have you seen from Cousins since he's gotten injured? He tweets videos or post videos on his Instagram of him working out, saying, you know, that he's coming back, that, you know, if you doubt him, he's coming, and all this stuff. And where is he going? He's going to the Pels. I mean, he's, he's coming back. So, I, look, I think it speaks volumes that a guy that has to be in pain, that he can't play in the postseason when your team does, is there for support. Anytime they're on the West Coast, he shows up and is there with them. Listen to what the players say. They want him in the locker room. They look forward to seeing him. He brightens their day when they see him at shoot-around and stuff. That, that's hard to do in the NBA to get that group of players to do that. And, man, you've got to give Gentry credit. You've got to give the leadership on the team credit. And I mean, I don't know how far they go and what they can do. We can get into that as the playoffs get going. But um, I think – Honestly, and it's probably I'm going to go with my show today. It's got to be one of the most proudest. If you're if you're a Nola fan, much less a Hoops fan or a Saints fan, I, I I'm trying to think of how many teams you can be prouder of because what they've accomplished, what they've had to do in the West, playing basically a playoff game for about a month and a half now. I mean, a month and a half now they can't lose, right? They have to go on a ten game winning streak just to keep. If they don't go on a ten game winning streak, Aaron, look at them right now. I mean, think about it. They're one game from out. They're one game from the fourth spot. They had to win a 10-game streak during that point just to be in this spot. So they've had to play high level of basketball for a long time, which is why I give them a shot in the playoffs, because what's going to be the difference Saturday or Sunday when they play than what they're doing Wednesday, what they're doing yesterday, what they did Saturday at Golden State? They've been playing you-can't-have-mistake-type basketball for about a month and a half now, and they've done more often than not well. I'm glad you mentioned Miritich because Aaron thinks I have a man crush on him. <laughs> my, my question, I mean, he's been superb this, down the stretch. My question to you is, can he keep up that level of play as we near uh, the postseason? I think when you look at whether or not he can play that level is you look at his game. So what is his game? His game is, I love the, the hustle. I love the game in which he, uh, you know, tries to defend and, and gets out there and defends. Uh, I like that he takes a hard foul. I like that he can pass. I like that he's a selfish. And I like, more importantly, he shows he can, he can, he can make the shot. So 
um, other than the, the slump that he had since the Bulls trade, he's been good. So that's who he is. And they said that. I mean, anyone and everyone I talked to before, they, um, before that trade, that's what they said, man. They flat out said, look, this guy can play, this guy can shoot, he's going to help the team. He's that good. So when you take a look at all of those things, it's something that that will definitely help, and it's something that I think is going to um, continue. Because, again, you just look at what he does. His game is not standing in a corner, spot up three, is it going, does it not? You know, he's like, and again, not ripping him, but it's not like a J.J. Redick or something where he's just a three-point shooter or he's just a big, you got to get him the ball like the Warriors had with Bogic. Uh, you know, it's it's that's not – what he is the guy runs the floor the guy plays defense the guy passes the guy can shoot um i so yeah you don't see why he can't continue to play the way he does and dude i mean he was a monster last night gus as always we appreciate the time we certainly want to hear more where can we find you 12 to 3 every single day tune us in on tune in radio app or jump in uh with our question of the day at espn radio and on twitter Gus, did you buy a wrestling belt or did you carry one around? Final oh my question. gosh! Look, no, no, those things are like five hundred bucks, man. Like the real replicas. <laughs> I mean, you can get the ones that are like twenty-five bucks that are like small, but the amount of grown men walking around with belts like they earned them was hilarious. That that was funny, and uh, I'll send you a did video you here afterwards. Did, Dude, did you nuts, on Bourbon Street, people were just doing like real wrestling matches, dressed up in their <laughs> gear. It was crazy, man. It was good though. <laughs> You're the champ, Gus. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right, my bad. Take care. Glad he didn't buy those. That's good. <laughs> no, we would have made fun of old Gus. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Let's take a time out. Coming up with some headlines, and then at eight thirty, uh, Lane Burroughs joins us for his weekly visit as we look forward to Louisiana Tech versus LSU tonight. The morning drive is back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price. For how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. I'm Jessica Ledoux, member and employee for Washita Valley Federal Credit Union. Becoming a member of Washita Valley is much easier today. Memberships are now open to anyone who lives, works, worships, attends school, or owns a business in any of our seven parishes that we serve. Our goal is to offer you personal banking and to make sure you're getting the best rates possible. Washita Valley currently serves Caldwell, Franklin, Jackson, Lincoln, Morehouse, Washita, and Richland Parishes. We know you have a choice when it comes to your finances, and to us, you're not just a member. So if you live, work, worship, attend school, or own a business in Caldwell, Franklin, Jackson, Lincoln, Morehouse, Washita, or Richland Parish, let Washita Valley provide you with excellent service and secure financial well-being. Membership eligibility required. Member NCUA. Brad Parker and his wife Leah opened the Iron Cactus in Calhoun, Louisiana on July 12, 2010 and has made Iron Cactus into a -a one-of-a-kind restaurant and, in my opinion, the best Tex-Mex in the area. They now have a second location at 428 Desired Street in Monroe. Iron Cactus offers a family-friendly environment that's open for lunch 
and dinner, and also has an array of platters for your catered events. Every time you visit Iron Cactus, you'll find a dedicated and grateful staff with a commitment to deliver the best Tex-Mex, along with the fresh ideas that will make you want to come back again and again. They pride themselves in using fresh food to meet your expectations of a delicious dining experience, and they look forward to serving you in a simple cantina setting. What's better than the Iron Cactus fajitas? Eating them with a margarita, obviously. They are so excited to announce they are now serving your favorite margaritas, wine, and ice-cold beer in downtown Monroe. 428 Desert Street, Monroe, and 1304 Highway 80 East in Calhoun. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Welcome back to the show. We were certainly guest heavy for the last 45 minutes, but this segment is wide open. You can certainly hit us up at 888-993-7762. Something we discussed in the 7 o'clock hour, and it uh, wasn't produced very well on my part to set it up, uh, Ed Orgeron losing his temper a little bit in a press conference. Yeah, so whenever Gus was talking about going to WrestleMania and the type of drug that it must feel like to come out there to the ovation of the crowd i was just picturing orgeron coming out to that like can you imagine his head would explode mm-hmm. but uh orgeron as we know is a fiery guy mm-hmm. um but it's not a side that's actually been shown that often with the media so no far. that's what i was getting to. his relationship with the media has been very good yeah. despite you know the criticism that he's taken he's been very patient and you know he hasn't really fired back at any anybody and here's a clip that we'll play in a second where there was some confusion. The fact that uh, Jerry Sullivan, uh, along with uh, some some members of the defensive staff, went and visited with Pete Carroll. And apparently, I guess, you can't hear the question in this clip, but apparently the question was asked whether Sullivan went to get some, uh, some knowledge, yeah. some offensive knowledge. But in fact, they asked him according to Orgeron they asked him to come along uh because they wanted a wide receiver play mm-hmm. anyway I think uh whoever the reporter was asked it the wrong way and Orgeron what you can't you know you can hear it but you can't see it he is giving him the stare of death mm-hmm. as he tries to set him straight and I'm telling you after he asked the question too someone else is asking him a question and he stays locked on to that media member, giving him that stare of death. It is uncomfortable. At first, it just appears to me almost like a throwaway question. It's one of those spring it football is. questions where you're just talking about the development of the wide receivers and the receiving core. And I don't and see why it would ruffle his feathers so much. I think it's just because he's heard so much criticism about the offense and right. about his decision with the offensive coordinator and – you know, I think it's – I don't know. I think he's kind of lost patience with it. And he's got to hes got to get a little thicker skin. He's got to kind of control his emotions here because, right, like we said, this is spring. All right, we built this up. We might as well hear the clip now. Here's Orgeron uh, getting a little testy with the pesky press. Uh, you know, Jerry went to teach them. Jerry didn't go to learn. Our defensive – People went to talk to Coach Carroll. They wanted Jerry to get on the trip to teach them wide receiver play. That's what happened. So, I thought you said Carroll had offered to. Okay, now listen to me, okay? I'm going to tell you what I said. All right? You understand me? 
You got it. Our defensive staff went to talk to Coach Carroll. He called me and asked if Jerry could come and teach his wide receiver coach a wide receiver play. Do you understand me clearly? Good. That's exactly what I said. Good. Next question. You know, obviously, uh, the final part of that is when somebody's asking the question and he still is just staring. He's still at locked him. on. Yeah. Still locked on. Do you understand me? Clearly, she said, crystal clear. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those things, man. I think he's tired of the criticism about his offense. He has never looked at Richard Lawrence like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But here's the thing, man. I, I don't. You know, it, that seemed like, like you said, such a throwaway question. Yeah. Like, I don't think. It's getting to him, Jake. And I can kind of hear the voice of that reporter, and I, and I think it's who I'm thinking of. And he is the most, like, least likely person to, you know what I mean, to, to ask a question that would uh, infuriate a coach. So Yesterday was, what, April 9th. Yeah. Good luck with Miami. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, that's. Had to happen sooner than later, right? I mean, he can only take so much. But that, you know, do it when somebody asks a real stupid question or, or do it after somebody writes a piece that you really don't like. That's fine. But to ask a, a simple question like that. I like that, the part at the beginning. It's like some of the media members are just laughing along and going Yeah, they think it. it's funny. Yeah. They think it's – And then, it's, I mean, and then it turns like, south very quickly. Yeah, yeah. The, the mood changed. <laughs> the mood changed. You got a follow-up question there, Jake Martin? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was brutal, man. Brutal. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, we break down Louisiana Tech versus LSU tonight down in the box. Bulldogs head coach Lane Burroughs joins us after the break. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors. Cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. Get your crawdaddies now at Randall's Fine Meats. Randall's Fine Meats has your crawdaddies ready to go every day. Low prices for live or boiled. Ask about their 5 and 10 pound specials on some of the best crawfish around. Plus, Randall's will even cater your next event. Just give them a call, 343-0382, and book in advance. Randall's also has your specialty stuffed meats. And you have to try his fried cracklets. At Randall's, like them on Facebook or just stop on by. Randall's Fine Meats, 4205 Old Sterlington Road, Monroe. 
If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Now let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back. Today's Louisiana Tech Report brought to you by Legacy Rehab. They offer physical occupational and speech therapy solutions for many of our local health care facilities, whether it's sports medicine, pediatrics, or chronic pain management. Legacy covers it all. Serving locations in Ruston, Monroe, Bastrop, Palmerville, Bernice, Minnan, and South Arkansas. Call 255-5980 for more information. Tuesday mornings around 8.30. We always look forward to catching up with Louisiana Tech head coach Lane Burroughs. He joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. Coach, how are you doing this morning, bud? Hey, guys. Doing great. How about you guys? Uh, fantastic. Uh, we always get you on Tuesdays, and usually we're talking about a midweek game, and uh, sometimes they have a little juice to them, but they do not have the juice of tonight's ball game. a matchup of two top 25 squads. What's it like as you guys get ready to make a trip to Baton Rouge today to square off against the 19th-ranked team in the country? Well, you know, it, it's different. If you say it's not, you're lying. So, uh, but, again, I'm going to give you some coach speak so y'all can get the eye rolling going there in the <laughs> studio. Uh, it is just another game, and our guys have to go to class this morning, and uh, we're going to load the bus, and we're going to go down there and uh, play LSU tonight. And they got a great club and a uh, great tradition and history, great atmosphere, great venue. And, and um, you know, our guys, uh, they know what's at stake, and uh, – Tonight isn't our season. I know that. I know it's uh, it's an important game. It's a good RPI game. If you you beat a team like LSU on the road, it it, it, it boosts your RPI, especially as the season progresses toward the end, as they continue to navigate through their conference schedule. And uh, you know it's uh it, it, it'll be fun. I'm excited. I, I like watching our guys compete against anybody. And uh, you know we 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 played well this past weekend and and uh, didn't get a chance to enjoy it much. Uh, uh, won the game on Sunday, get on the bus, and I'm getting texts about the uh, Tuesday night game. So I'd like to kick back a little bit and soak it in and decompress on that one. But uh, a lot of people are ready for Tuesday, and uh, it's here. So we'll uh, we'll do our normal deal, go down there and play tonight. I know our guys will be ready to go. My eyes are rolling back in my head, Coach. <laughs> I figured that. I knew they would be. <laughs> All right, Lane. Look, though, and we talk about your resume. I know you're concentrating on one game at a time. But overall, and you guys had some of these marquee wins last year, how important is it for this program? And then perhaps if you are trying to fight for an at-large bid down the road. Yeah, it's, it's very important. because Their RPI is going to continue to go up because of their conference schedule. Uh, we all know that. So, uh, And you get double points for road wins. And I don't like looking at it. It's like I told somebody the other day, somebody uh, texted me, uh, one of my former coaches, one of my mentors about RPI, and I said, hey, I can't control it. I can't. All we can do is go out and play yeah. and uh, play as hard as we can and coach as hard as we can. And uh, It's one of those. I, I think we played a, a very, very tough schedule. I, I like our schedule when we made it, and, and uh, I feel like we've taken care of business in uh, most most cases. Uh, we've slipped up a few times, but that's baseball. It's going to happen. Uh, and tonight's one of those. You, you run out of opportunities to play teams with uh, a better RPI than you currently have, and and tonight's one of those chances. Because you know, like I said, Aaron, their LSUs is going to continue to go up just uh, basically because of their conference they're in and the, and, the, and the games they've got ahead of them. 
Uh, Lane, uh, we've talked about this before, your team ERA, and the story just keeps getting better and better. Saw the tweet yesterday. You guys are now number one in the country. What does that say about this pitching staff, the complete season that they put together? Well, it's just amazing that our, our weekend guys continue to go out there and compete and, and uh, show a level of maturity and toughness and taking care of their business in between starts. And our bullpen's been outstanding. And, you know, it's crazy, Aaron. I looked at that yesterday. I saw it as well. And uh, our Friday night guy didn't get out of the, didn't get out of the third. He didn't. He really he threw two innings. And you're going, man, you, you know, we had to. That's not a sinking feeling when you walk out to that mound on a Friday night. you got to get the ball from your Friday night guy, and you're in the third. Uh, but, you know, we, we bounced back, bullpen held held uh, held it close and uh, calmed the seas, and, and uh, I thought Robbins was good on Saturday, and then Logan Bailey for the second straight week uh, threw up zero after zero and didn't allow a run. So, uh, and our midweek guys, Paulus and Layout, have been good. And it's just uh, those guys take care of their business. Coach Barton's doing a great job with them. Chris Clayton, Jonathan Park, our catcher, they don't get enough credit as well. And, and uh, it's been fun to watch. Again, it, it's amazing because it's it's not like I told somebody last night, the scouts aren't banging our doors down to see those guys pitch. They just go out and do it, man. They're, they don't look for part, but they just compete their tails off, fill up the strike zone. And, and when you do that, you're going to have a chance. Coach, we often talk about it in a lineup. A hitter feeds off the guy in front of him, the guy after him. Are you feeling almost the same thing almost with the pitching staff where the bar has been set at such a level that every pitcher, of course, wants to meet that or exceed that level? There's no doubt. Uh, and we got guys that are that are, are really good and, and have good stuff and, and can help us that aren't getting a chance to pitch as much. And I know it's frustrating to them. Uh, but, you know, when you when your starters are taking you deep in the ball games and you got two or three guys down in the bullpen, a Kyle Griffin or a Hasler or Braxton Smith that can – come in and throw up zero after zero and get you out of tight jams and inherit runners and, and get out of those situations. It, it makes it tough, but they, they definitely do. You know, they have a little fraternity-like deal down there, and, and they take pride in being a pitcher and a reliever or a specialist or, or whatever their role is. I think that's been the main thing is these guys have accepted their roles. Uh, I think to a man, they know who they are, and they don't try to be something they're not. Uh, you know, they know they're not going to go out there on a Friday or Saturday or Sunday and and below 94 with a with an absolute filthy slider, it's, they're just going to compete, uh, be who they are, who God made them, and, and uh, that's why they're having success. We buried the lead for the weekend, one of the major storylines. It's nice when uh, your leadoff hitter can hit for the cycle. How cool is it to see Hunter Wells have that kind of performance against the Roadrunners? Well, it was outstanding. And, and Aaron, I, I, I thought about it on the bus coming home and been doing this 23 years, 24 years, or whatever. I lose track of it, but I really, I've, I've coached a lot of great players and hitters. I don't know if I've ever had one hit for the cycle. I really, wow. and none comes to mind, but it, it was special. Uh, I'll tell you how smart I am. He come around after the home run, shook my hand. He said, I told you I was getting it today, Coach. And and our, our dugout kind of erupted on the home run, put us up 13 to nothing. I'm standing in front of San Antonio's dugout. and um, I got a lot of respect for their coaches and their program. And our guys are going crazy. And I'm like, hey, let's let's keep it down over there. And then I was like, that guy just hit for the cycle, I think. I really, I forgot about his first inning single. Uh, I guess I was just locked into the game and what was going on. But that kid can just hit. Hunter Wells just a hitter, man. He knows how to take his hands to the ball, get the barrel on the baseball. And, and uh, he loves to hit. He's a great young man. He's always in a good mood, never has a bad day. And uh, his parents were there. His sister was there to see it. So it was special. And the way he ended it with a home run because he's not a power guy, uh, that made it even more special. 
After your game tonight versus LSU, you're anxious, I know, to get back home and J.C. Love field and square off against Charlotte. Give us a little scouting report on them. When you look at Charlotte, that's the first thing that pops out as they lead our league in hitting. Uh, it seems like the beat goes on. We face another good offensive club, and uh, they are currently number one in our league in hitting, and they're the toughest team to strike out in our in our conference. So, uh, you know, offensively, they're really good. I think they got swept by FAU this weekend down there in Boca, and I know FAU had to come back twice and beat them, so they had the leads. And, and uh, Lauren Hibbs does a great job. They, they've got a big win against Arkansas this year. And, uh, we didn't match up well with them last year, quite frankly. Uh, they had some good left-handed hitters, and we couldn't match up with them from the left side. And uh, We know they're going to come in here ready to go. they got a good ball club. And I told Jason Marshall, UTSA's coach, before the game Sunday, I said, man, every weekend I feel like I play the same team. And he said, I feel the same way. And there's just not a lot separating all our teams in our league. And there's so many good players and coaches. And uh, you just go out do the best you can and, uh, and play as hard as you can and try to bring a level of toughness and maturity to the park. And, and when you do that and the dust is settled, uh, hopefully you're on top. And we have been for the first four weeks. But uh, it, the, the train ain't stopping. It gets tougher and tougher. And I know our guys will, will be up to it and looking forward to this weekend as well. Yeah, certainly looking forward to tonight. 25th-ranked Louisiana Tech going off against 19th-ranked LSU. Coach, this will be uh, just the second meeting between the programs in the last 20 years. Of course, the other being uh, last year as you guys went down there and lost a hard-fought game 6-3. to three. In terms of this series continue, is it in the works where you guys will have another matchup or another game coming up soon? Oh, yeah, we're going to play LSU every year. Uh and, and Coach Maneri is going to come back here to Ruston, and mm. he does a good job of that. I, I tip my hat to him, and he doesn't have to go play everybody, but he does. He goes. Uh, he has about a four-year cycle, and he tries to play two in-state schools at their park every year. And, and uh, man, I, I, I thank him for that. He doesn't have to do that. and But he knows it's good for the state. It's good for college baseball, and it, and, and it brings in a big gate for the places he's going, and he gets it. And uh, I appreciate him for doing that. But, yeah, we'll uh, – we're going to play LSU every year. I think it's a big game. It's an important game, and, and it's good for our state. It's good for college baseball. And, and uh, yeah, unless something happens strange, uh, we'll continue this series. Playing in big-time uh, environments and stadiums is not new to this program, but uh, what advice do you give the players going into tonight's game? Well, you know, we played uh, at Frisco in front of 8,000 Maroon uh, A&M, and it was a great environment. I think that they, they, do it, they did a great job of handling it there, not getting sped up and – and just staying within themselves, and you know, it's enjoy it, take it all in, and, and uh, go make a memory. That's that's all you can tell them. And and uh, you know, some people run to the moment, some people run away from it. And uh, we got a lot of guys. I feel like they they embrace the moment when it's upon them, and and uh, it's fun. You know, I've been down there a lot through the years, and it's a great place to play. And uh, the way it's set up, their fans are so knowledgeable. Probably some of the best fans in college baseball, and they get the game, they understand the game, they appreciate good baseball and good opponents and uh yeah i know our guys are looking forward to it and uh it's not you know you just tell them go out and play the game like you always have and i know they will tonight coach as always we appreciate the time good luck tonight versus lsu this weekend at home versus charlotte absolutely thank you guys appreciate you you bet lane burrows louisiana tech's head coach as we look forward to this matchup tonight man how about that the fact that uh, we're going to get to see LSU and Tech do battle every year. And the fact that LSU is going to come up to Ruston next year. Awesome stuff. Uh, you look at this matchup, and, of course, uh, the dogs going with uh, David Leal. 2-1 uh, and one on the year in midweek games. He has been 
absolutely incredible. A 165 ERA, 46 Ks in 49 innings of work. Yeah, and on the flip side, you know, LSU's had their issues, especially at the plate, but A.J. Levis has been pretty dang good as a midweek starter. So two really good pitchers doing battle tonight. You look at LSU, of course, right now, 6-6 six and six in the SEC. There are certainly concerns with this Tiger squad and with this lineup as uh, they are struggling. Yeah, struggling is uh, putting it lightly. Uh, coming off of a series loss to Texas A&M, and in fact, the, the Saturday game was just so, so bad. Uh, the fact that they were, they were aggressive at the plate, they were going after first pitches, and they just couldn't hardly get a hit. And thanks to Zach Watson's um, RBI single, they were able to, you know, not be shut out in that loss uh, Saturday. Did get some sound from uh, down in Baton Rouge, a little bit of uh, Paul Maneri speaking to the media yesterday. Typically, Maneri is pretty upbeat, but uh, you can just hear it in his voice. There is concern, of course, and then he was talking about facing this Louisiana Tech pitching staff and what it will take to uh, grind out a few runs tonight. So we're just going to keep fighting through it, keep battling through it. And uh, this is obviously a big week for us, having four home games. we got Louisiana Tech coming in tomorrow. They're playing great. They just walloped somebody 13 to nothing yesterday, so they're going to come here with a lot of confidence. And, uh, you know, they pitch really well. I think their team earn run average is like 2.3. The left-hander that I assume is going to pitch against us, been their midweek starter, has pitched outstanding all year. So we're going to have a good, really tremendous challenge tomorrow. And then, of course, Tennessee. And Tennessee, uh, the Volunteers this weekend. Yeah. And, you know, only scored seven runs in that Texas A&M series. Mm -hmm. So the offense needs a spark. And I'm not sure David Leal's the guy uh, you want to face when you're struggling at the plate. hate to predict things like this, but you could just foresee a kind of a 3-2 ball game. Yeah, it's, I think this is going to be a fast-moving game where, you know, both pitchers have, have control of the game. And uh, it's just going to take every, you know, every hit, every inning is going to be super important because – you're not going to get a whole lot of opportunities against these pitchers. Mm. Uh, shameless plug here on KNOE. We've got Zach Rickens heading down there today. He will be live from the box at 5 and 6. And then, of course, complete highlights coming up tonight at 10 o'clock. Louisiana Tech squaring off against LSU. Appreciate Lane Burroughs coming on for his weekly visit. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, our parting shots on the morning drive. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. 
We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. The all-new Yard Power of Monroe, Northeast Louisiana's only Cub Cadet dealer. Your Cub Cadet Superstore is holding a big open house this Saturday where you can save 15% on all Cub Cadet Pro Z mowers. That could mean up to $1,800 in savings. Big discounts on a great selection, even red tag special deals on closeout inventory. So remember YP, Yard Power. On Highway 165 in Monroe, just one mile north of Century Link. Local Sports Talk is on the air. On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the show. A couple more minutes to hit us up at 888-993-7762. We've covered a lot of ground this morning. It is now time for Party Chats. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Minnesota! Well, I'm going to tell you what, Channel 8, they've been packed it in, too. They didn't get any of this on camera. We got it. Oh, my God. Davis is going oh run it all the way back. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. my God. Oh, my gosh, no. I have lost my voice in excitement. I'm sick. I want to throw up. Mm. All right, Jake, you got honors. Go first. All right, I got a couple things, a couple NBA tidbits. Uh, the first is not really big. It's just a tweet from... Bill Simmons, we talked about this Pelican story and how they've rallied after Boogie's injury and the fact that they are now automatically in the postseason, but they're fighting for that home court advantage. What a story, and uh, Bill Simmons is acknowledging it in this tweet, saying, I've been following hoops my whole life. What Anthony Davis did these last three months was truly special. Hmm. It never gets old watching a great young player throw his team on on his back like this. Hmm. So... You know, everyone's recognizing what Anthony Davis is doing in New Orleans. And it's just, you know, I think there's no debate. He is, without a doubt, a top five player. I think, you know, a lot of people try to debate that last year. I don't think you'll get any debate this year. Hmm. Now that the Masters is behind us, uh, these different golf tournaments try to figure out ways to get themselves into the spotlight. Uh, Zurich Classic continues to try to think outside the box. Of course, the Classic down in New Orleans. They introduced the two-man format, which features two rounds of each foursome and four-ball competition uh, last year. And now, uh, yesterday, they announced, in conjunction with the PGA Tour, that they will be the first PGA Tour event to feature walk-up music. I dig it. Each two-man team will have an opportunity to select their walk-up song to be played at the first tee as they are introduced uh, for the final two rounds of play on Saturday, April 28th and the 29th. Okay, I dig it, but our hardcore golf fans <laughs> are going to dig that. I like it. I, I, I feel well, like there's going to be some pushback you're already, here. You're already talking about a tournament there where they're doing it different anyway sure. with the two-man thing. So why not change it up a little bit? Listen, I'm in agreement with you, but I feel like I have to play the devil's advocate here just because you know how – hardcore golf fans are i think there's gonna be some pushback all right jake and i know you don't play golf very often so if you're walking up to the tee box what would you want being played oh man put me on the spot i don't have a i don't know what about you you got a song probably something like wild thing just consider (laughs) off the tee box (laughs) 
Something fitting. Yes. <laughs> hey, they have commitments to this tournament. And, uh, this is a star-studded list, so maybe they're all on board with this two-man thing in the walk-up music. Uh, new Masters champions, Patrick Reed, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, who uh, was fantastic uh, at the Masters. Sergio Garcia will be there. 2017 Masters champion, of course. Uh, Bubba Watson also will be there. So uh, pretty cool. Jim Furyk, Justin Rose. Cool lineup. We'll yeah, see what their uh, what their music uh, is played when uh, they uh, arrive in the Big Easy here later this month. All right. Uh, my turn. I know how much you hate LeBron, so I love bringing up LeBron stories. I don't hate him. I hate the way You hate, hate LeBron. No. All right. If you want uh, pompous, arrogant uh, superstars, <laughs> you got LeBron. Okay. Well, LeBron playing the New York Knicks last night wore shoes that said, I'm king. <laughs> I'm on one shoe, King on the other. Mm. Now, why did he do this? Because Enos Cantor uh, is on the Knicks, and back in November, go remember Cantor and James had a little bit of a little bit of a chippy situation. They had to be separated. Um, so it's a little bit of a dig. A, li- a big dig, yeah. It was directly um, pointed at him because after that game. Uh, Cantor posted something on Instagram where he put the crown emoji and he put the words of New York followed by the hashtags my favorite playground and strive for greatness strive for greatness being LeBron's thing so and then he said uh, in, in post game comments he said I don't care what you call yourself king queen princess whatever you are you know what we're going to fight and nobody out there is going to punk us mm. and then they asked remember they asked James about that and he said well we've got all three covered I'm the king my wife is the queen yeah. and my daughter is the princess it was a good line it was a good line but then LeBron of course went out there last night he had 26 points and six rebounds and 11 assists and the 123 to 109 win he's the king but he was wearing the shoes I'm King. Mm. I like it. I, I personally like that story. You, you No, I, I like it just because you put it into the context. It wasn't just like you had a pair of shoes that says, no, no, I'm no. king it was like, out there. No, it was like, all right, you want to try me? Yeah. I'm going to prove to you that I'm the best in the world. I'll say it with my shoes and with my play. The only thing that would have been better, who 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 had the, the barb with him, Cantor? Cantor, yeah. So if he would have been on the ground at some point, of course, LeBron would have had Stepped his sneaker close to him. That would have made the story complete. <laughs> I think all of us have made that one or two bad business decisions in our, our lives, correct? Uh, no, I've never made a bad decision, ever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm Darren doing Ravel, this show with you. Darren Ravel, <laughs> well, good point. Darren Ravel uh, is a good follow on Twitter. He always brings up, of course, finances and things like that. So Upper Deck needed two players to for their sample cards in 1988. So they offered the players you could either have cash or you could have stock. Uh, Wally Joyner took the cash, which back then uh, he got about ten grand. Not bad, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Angels reliever Dwayne Bryce, which his career didn't do much after that compared to Wally Joyner. But uh, Dwayne Bryce took stock. According to Darren Ravel, that stock turned into about $17 million. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hmm. <laughs> That's uh, that's tough to swallow. Uh, Michael Shanley says, I never watch golf, and walk-up music may get me to tune in just for the novelty of it. Agree that purists will push back. Mm. 888-993-7762. The guys from 
The Edge. Want to hear from you coming up next. Hey, that was a fun show today. Should we try to do it again tomorrow? Yeah. Well, we got some more. Uh, tomorrow we got the Dr. Segment for sure. Dr. Jeff Counts will join us. We got uh, Michael Federico mm-hmm. join us. Uh, pretty cool week for them. Just the fact they get in a little opportunity to get a little R&R before jumping back into league play. Warhawks continue to turn some heads in the Sunbelt Conference. Yeah, coming off their uh, second conference series win this past weekend. So I'm sure Coach Fed will be in a good mood. And we will certainly be breaking down uh, Louisiana Tech versus LSU for a midweek game. This one has a little bit of sizzle tonight. I want to thank uh, Dusty Thibodeau for joining us from the Houston Astros today. Uh, David Feaster, the former head coach at Darbone Woods and Parkway. That was uh, an enlightening interview, to say the least, at 745. Gus Cattengill, as always, was fantastic. And Lane Burroughs breaking down the dogs and the tigers tonight. And you know we'll be breaking down Pels and Spurs tomorrow. Last chance for the Pels to earn that home court advantage. Just beat the pe- just beat the Spurs. That's all you got to do. In terms of uh, high school baseball tonight, uh, this will be the second game in this uh, little mini series between West Monroe and West Washita tonight. Yes, West Washita got the better of West Monroe Sunday, six to five, scored six runs in the final three innings to win that game. Coach Seminole was not too pleased about it, and. Uh, West Monroe will be looking uh, to get some revenge tonight. You look at this baseball season, and I know the regular season is now winding down. It has been a strange year. It hasn't been the novelty year that – it hasn't been the year that we were anticipating. Now, I, I, I want to preface that by saying, yes, we've got a lot of good teams in the area. You know, you look at what Sterlington's doing. You look at what OCS has been doing all season long. Just to, just to single out a few. But – Overall, I think I expected more from from the teams. And granted, when you get in the postseason play, all these teams get hot. And West Washita has turned around their season. Mm-hmm. You know, they started off kind of rough. But the teams that they were playing, you know, they have nine or ten losses. But, yet yeah, they're in the top five of a Class 4A power ranking simply because those teams that they played have won so many ball games. You know, they, they were scheduling the cream of the crop. So, you know, it's not – I guess just after last season, expectations were absurdly high, like almost unrealistically high. And that, for that reason, it feels like somewhat a disappointment, but I still think you know we'll have a good postseason in this area. The thing, when you get into conversations, we had this last year, when you start talking national rankings and, of course, things like yeah. that, and then uh, that gets almost ahead of the card of perhaps, you know, just, hey, look, you got to win a state title first. Or when you start talking about greatest teams of all time. Right, but I think these teams – learned a lot last year and like like teams like Neville you know Neville struggled early on last year and they turned their season around kind of starting to see the same thing happen now now they have to win more games but you know and talking with Paul Carrera yesterday he was saying we've we haven't gotten the results completely but I'm starting to see us play better mm-hmm. and if you're go, heading into the postseason starting to play better you can go on that run because let's face it they have the majority of the kids from last year on this roster so Listen, I, I'm not saying that uh, this postseason won't be magical. I think we'll have some runs to the championships without a doubt. It just, you know, if you if you get caught looking at the records, you're going to be going, man, this is not what I was anticipating. And then, of course, you go and look at the power ratings, and they break it down between select and non-select, yeah. and it kind of changes everything. Sure. Everybody have a fantastic day. We'll yell at you bright and early tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Thanks for listening to Morning Drive. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com. 
or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.